Hi, you're listening to Mac, Matt, and Jen, Transmissions from the Dark Side, and I'll be listening soon. This is Tom Savini, signing off. <laughs>Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. We won't be in the 80s too much longer, though. Yeah, we're almost yeah. out. Oh it's God. so weird. Uh, I am Matt Noss. With me at the table, my two best friends in the whole wide world. Please welcome Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! Uh, it is wonderful to see you both. How are you both this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm fine. I love it. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for giving us a chance. Welcome in. Bienvenue. Come on in. What we do around these parts is we do watch anthology horror. We're watching a show called Monsters. Every episode is different, so you don't need to worry about what happened last week. Right. And we just want to, I would like to take a second to thank all of our listeners that participated in the letter writing campaign to Amazon Prime to get Monsters Season 2 and 3 on their platform. Guys, it worked. Your calls, your letters, your protests outside. <laughs> they call it the transmissions tidal wave. Yeah. <laughs> where they're overwhelmed by letters, texts, tweets, Instagrams. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. Guys, you you did it. You are responsible. So please continue. Watch along with us. We no longer have to watch through the sadness of YouTube. Uh, <laughs> enjoy watching on Amazon Prime or on the Roku channel app. We did, did it. it. Yeah. And you did it too. You did it. Today we watched an episode called Reaper. It is customary around these parts that we guess, based on title alone, what this episode is about. And today is no exception. It is absolutely no exception. We call it the dark side guess. I will go first. <clears throat> Reaper. You reap what you sow. But what if you sow Funyuns? This episode answers that question. Oh, please tell me, Jen. <laughs> Reaper. You reap what you sow. <laughs> yeah. And for seamstress Rose Dublachet, she's going to be reaping a lot. She's been charged by Satan to be the new Grim Reaper. Each outfit she makes shepherds the wearer to hell. Nice. Oh, nice. Thanks. Mine does not start that way, guys. Man, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just write it in there now. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what I did right before Matt goes, you sow what you reap. <laughs> <laughs> What if you sow Funyuns? <laughs> Go ahead, Maddie. Funyuns. You sow Funyuns. Okay. <sighs> Reaper, Los Angeles, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. By day, Arthur Holmesby was a lowly LAPD crime scene investigator, but by night, he was the high-tech vigilante known as the Reaper. 
After months of hunting down the brutal killer, the papers called the Sepulveda Slasher. With no luck and mounting bodies, Arthur turned in desperation to the incarcerated criminal mastermind, McAllister Sinclair. But would Arthur's participation with Sinclair cost him more than just his reputation? Mm. Ooh, Reaper. Reaper. I wanted it to be like a, a grindhouse movie. Yeah. So I like it. it. I think you I'm achieved it. Tried my best. That's all we can ask, Matt. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, hit us up with them sweet, sweet dates. dates. Sweet dates. All right, guys. We watched Reaper Season 2, Episode 9 of Monsters. This episode aired November 26th, 1989. God, we are careening out of the 80s. Wow. Getting ready to get into the 90s. We're, we're uh, living in the 80s, heading to the 90s. Living wild, in the wild, 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 wild west. west. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what an escape club. <laughs> oh, what an escape club indeed. Uh, here is the description from IMDb. <laughs> an elderly man in a nursing home who's terrified of death makes a deal with the Grim Reaper. If he gets more souls for death, he gets to live a bit longer. Things complicate when he falls for a caring elderly nurse. Okay. Okay. That's accurate. Yeah. This episode was directed by Jean Petenaud. Jean, Jean Petenaud. Uh, who directed this and the 20, 2006 musical Philumina, uh, which does not have any pictures or a description. It's just one of those sort of like page stubs. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, this episode was written by Joseph Anderson based on a story by Robert Block. Uh, Joseph Anderson previously wrote uh, Mannequins of Horror. Uh, oh, really? He also, which was, which was also, also a Robert, Robert Block. Block. Yeah. Um, and he also uh, writes an episode in the third season of Monsters. And I wonder if it's also, also a Robert, Robert Block. Block. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we will find out. Uh, this episode stars Barbara Billingsley as Sheila, uh, best known as playing Mrs. Cleaver on Leave it to Beaver. Uh, also best known for being in Airplane uh, as the uh, the jive-talking white lady. Also best known uh, for being Nanny in Muppet Babies, who we oh, just right. recently referenced. <clears throat> uh, George Wallace played Mr. Ross. Uh Interesting history. He was uh, in the Navy in World War II, then became a singing bartender, then started his career by being an MGM greenskeeper, uh, eventually ended up playing Commando Cody in Radar Men from the Moon, which is a serial. Uh, then he's been in lots of uh, TV, lots of Westerns, lots of sci-fi. But uh, yeah, interesting guy. Catherine hmm. Blue played Gina. She was in this two episodes of L.A. Law and Torch Song Trilogy as Teacher. Mary Dean played Mrs. Endicott, the old woman. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Dean was in an episode of Night Court. She was in Monsters. She was also several voices in Fritz the Cat. Oh, holy no shit. Way. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then finally, um, as the, the doctor slash Grim Reaper, spoiler alert, uh, we have Kurt Lowens, who was in Mandroid. He was oh, in no way. Necronomicon, Book of the Dead. He was in a ton of TV. He was in The Entity. Uh, he was in both Hogan's Heroes and Garrison's Gorillas. Yep. Uh, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory. Uh, he was frequently cast as a Nazi. He even played Joseph Mengele uh, in, oh, uh, on, on stage. He was actually a Holocaust survivor. 
he saved, uh, he was part of the Dutch resistance. They escaped to Holland when he was 13. Um, and he actually, there's this really interesting um, article that you, you can get to through his IMDb page, but he saved over 100 kids as part of this Dutch resistance. Holy crap. And also a, um, a U.S. Uh, fighter pilot plane was shot down in Holland. And he was able to, when he was a teenager, run over, help these two pilots hide in a bale of hay before the Nazis got there. Uh, these guys got to go home and made it back to the States and live out their lives. And eventually um, Kurt got to meet them. They did something at a, uh, a temple in Los Angeles. And um, all of these guys, uh, kids and grandkids were there and a bunch of the... Uh, the people that he had rescued. And so it's just this really beautiful story. It was great. Hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And then he did. And then he did this episode and Mandroid. I'm like, so we have a true hero. We have a true hero. And also a guy who was in this episode. It's weird. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Oh, look, it's Monster, it's our favorite show. Let's watch, Let's watch, watch it. it. <laughs> the door from the monster swings wide open to. Hazard the cake. <laughs> uh, it is uh, elderly woman's birthday, and they have put all 103 candles on the cake, and it is just on fire. And for some reason, they're like, "Let's sprinkle confetti on this thing too." Yeah, <laughs> and well, and blow like we're all what, celebrating what everyone at the table hopes is this woman's last goddamn birthday. <laughs> <laughs> They're misting flour at her. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're blowing DDT in her face. Like, she's unfazed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's face it. the, The candle budget on this episode was like a good 33% of the total budget. Yes. There is so much going on, but it's not really about that because we have a slow pan over to the lobby of what is a retirement home. And we see our lead character for the very first time. This is Mr. Mr. Ross. Mr. Ross is sitting in his wheelchair with an oxygen um, nose thing. I don't know what those are called. Mm -hmm. But like basically a respirator, for lack of a better term. Yep. I think that's... I think it's a cannula. He's got it in his nose. He's breathing oxygen. And I asked everybody to write down what he looks like. I'll, I'll go first because mine isn't very good. Starring Dick Smothers as Martin Crane. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Mine is Captain Carl, The Twilight Days. <laughs> I just wrote, and the camera pans to the personification of broken dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, all of those are correct. All of these are correct. Uh, he's got stubble for years. Um, he is sitting there in his chair and he looks down the hallway and there's a gurney with a cool breeze <laughs> behind it. Yeah. It, it, to me, it kind of harkened back to, uh, some, 
some 80s horror movies where like you would see like um not a vision like the the thing that i'm thinking of for some reason is flatliners which mm-hmm. technically was a 90s horror movie um where you would just see things going on in the background and because it was Joel Schumacher. He would like film it kind of slow motion, mm-hmm. but then it would be like jittery and stuff. Uh, that's what this reminded me of. You just see the the orderly pushing <laughs> pushing a corpse in plain view mm-hmm. of a birthday party. <laughs> you guys didn't have that at all your birthday parties. But you well, know, I might as well but... have just then pointed and been like, "You're next." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now the the corpse goes by and Barbara Billingsley shows up. Uh, excuse me, I speak jive. <laughs> uh, Barbara Billingsley plays Sheila. Sheila uh, Brenner. Yes. And she... Brewer? I don't know. I, yeah. I can't read my own writing. I don't know. But uh, uh, Mrs. Cleaver approaches him and is very pleasant. She works at the rest home uh, and she's there to help him get settled. And he is having... None, None of, of this. He is throwing himself a little old shit fit. <laughs> He's like, can I, I go to my GD room, please? I've been here for half an hour. And I'm very tired of this. Uh, I'm dying. Get me my room. Ha rump. Yeah. And so she tells him, after he sees the corpse wheeled by, she says, well, a room just opened up. <laughs> and he, he, look, he does everything short of looking her in the face and going, no shit. <laughs> Would it be that dead, dead guy <laughs> just wheeled by me? Oh, you you're taking just... the corpse out? This is a good place. <laughs> well, and she says, if you just wait a little bit, to which, like, he says, I don't know what that guy had. What, what do you guys got to go spray some Lysol in there or something? Yes. <laughs> well, that's yes. what the state mandates. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, Mr. Ross, we enter in with a bleach bomb. <laughs> <laughs> we burn everything, and then we set up your room. He's like, I ain't going to no death room. And I was like, death Buddy, room. They're all death rooms. <laughs> well, and yeah, that's that's, that's what Barbara I liked. Billings. Yeah. That's what I liked was that she was like, dude, you would not be able to find a square inch of here where the Grim Reaper did not drop a deuce. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are in death central USA yeah. population. <laughs> the <you>. graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, he quote unquote quits his bitching. And he calms down a little bit, and then it just goes to a night scene. He's all he's all snug in his bed. He's snug a bed. Yeah, I mean, if I were to describe him, mm-hmm. or describe him, sure, <laughs> or scribe him, yeah. If I were to write down, well, we don't have time to say describe. So let's let's establish mm-hmm. instead of saying describe because we are short on time. Scribe. Scribe. Okay. Right. Which means right. Which means right. But in this situation, we're using it as a shortened version of, of describe, describe for Correct. time. Right. Okay. So I'm scribing them. Great. <laughs> Fuck. <But you. laughs> um, <laughs> at least that took forever. <laughs> all right. He's in his bed. And then um, all of a sudden... Someone appears, and I just write down, hey, Slender Man, out of my room. <laughs> Again, Holocaust hero. <laughs> but yeah, keep shitting on him, man. <laughs> I almost told you before the episode, but I also wanted you guys to write shitty things about him <laughs> just so I could yell at you. <laughs> 
Slender Man is at the door. And um, Mr. Ross is yeah, freaking Mr. Ross. out. Is not pleased. Get no, out of my room. It's midnight. What are you doing here? What the here? fuck are you doing here? Well, and he says uh, that he's that he's come for him. It's time. And he says, do you know what time it is? Come back in the morning. What's wrong with you? And um, the doctor is like, oh, you don't know? I'm here for you. What What do you want it to be? It could be, uh, you know, heart attack, pulmonary embolism, lobster allergy. <laughs> Five more. <laughs> Uh, a box of thumbtacks that you fall into. One. Uh, a fire, fireman. Two. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is it fireman? Yep. Just, <laughs> hey, look at the fireman. <laughs> he gets killed by a hippie who loves fire. Uh, cell phone explosion. Three, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> cell phone explosion. Uh, he eats a uh, uh, bad date. Bad dates. Four. <laughs> Indiana Jones death. <laughs> And uh, monkey squirts. Monkey squirts. Five. The long con. The longest of long cons. It's, it's, it's the outbreak monkey. <laughs> Keeping it on the rails. <laughs> so uh, Dr. Death goes, oh, it's this visage. You don't like this. You want something a little more classic. Traditional. And he goes into full on Reaper mode. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, Dr. Death, sweet Reap, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Reaper he, madness, bro. I actually referred to him as Reap the rest of the episode. Oh, nice. Sweet Reap. Yep. He, so let's talk about this makeup. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it, it too. I, yeah. I, I said that uh, Death has many feigns, because uh, he says Death has many faces, mm-hmm. and that's when he uh, turns into the traditional Reaper. Uh, and I just wrote that he turns into a pretty effective Reaper. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, he he. I will admit that he does look a tiny bit like Skeletor from Masters of the Universe. So I was gonna say like a little Frank Langella from uh, Masters of the Universe, but yeah, yeah. it still works. Uh, but guys, can we talk about his cute little skeleton <laughs> hands? hands. He's, he's cute little skelly hands. If you want to make a deal, you gotta shake my little skeleton hands. Oh, I'm sorry, mister. This scythe is heavy in my little skeleton hand. I'd have a thumb war with you, but I don't want you to break my little thummy wummy. I sure am tired of taking lives with these tiny skeleton hands. I hope you come with me willingly, because I can't fight you with these. They're adorbs. They're so cute. They are so cute. Well, and I love when it's him as a human, but he's got one of the hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lest you forget. <laughs> yeah, lest you forget he is the Grim Reaper. And you can just see him, like, holding on to it in the suit coat. And he's like, <laughs> don't drop the hand. Don't drop the hand. Well, and he's like, someone's got to, like, operate so that the fingers move independently. And you know he's doing that himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fully articulated in uh, – it's like one of those donkeys – on a paddle with the two squeezers, and like when you squeeze all of them, like the whole thing goes limp and it falls down. I think I know what you're talking about. You go to a gift shop, right? Okay. You're in Niagara Falls. You're Up in there. A, I see it. Okay. You're in the you're in the CN Tower or whatever it is there, yeah. and they have that gift shop. Okay. Of knickknackery and and 
cheap, cheap, sure, cheap. Sure, sure, Tchotchkes and and tchotchkes. There is a plastic paddle that's maybe about a foot long, and okay. on the end of it is a, a articulated donkey. Oh, I remember those. I haven't seen one of those in a million years, but now I know what you're talking and about. And it had two little squeezy bot yeah t- triggers on the side of it. Yep. And when you squeeze, when you squeeze it, it, yeah, with your little skeleton hands, <laughs> I'm gonna bust a fingy. Um, so Matt, you might have noticed that I did not at any point pounce on you for mispronouncing words. Thanks, buddy. It's because I misspelled the word epically, and that's why I started laughing earlier when Jen was doing something. Because so to move the story along. A couple seconds, he sees the Grim Reaper and immediately starts trying to make a deal with this guy. And he's like, please, just just help me. I, I don't want to die. What can I do to not die? <laughs> and so the Grim Reaper is like, well, I can make it. I can make a deal. See, a deal? I, Reaper's got quotas. But what I wrote was <laughs> Reaper got a quato. <laughs> oh, the reactor. <laughs> Start Quaid. Open your mind. Start the reactor. That's for my total recall heads. <laughs> oh, your TRs? All my TRs. TRHs? Yeah. LRH. <laughs> T- total total recall live. I used to watch that all the time. Uh, remember oh. Total Recall Live yeah, where Carson Daly took a shirt off <laughs> and then Stomach Monster hosted a video show? God, it was so good. Man, Fred Durst loved that Kawato. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a deal with the Grim Reaper. Three lives whenever the Reaper wants. But when he says, give me a life, he's got 30 days to come through. Yeah. Did he have 30? Th- it doesn't matter, but did he have 30 days to get all three? Or did he have to do I think it was each 30 one. days? I thought that it was each one. That's what I thought, too. But I, I didn't really matter to the story. So, Well... It would explain some of the events that happen in the third act a little more. Okay. I think right. that if if it was you know if it wasn't thirty days when uh, when we can get there if you're worried about spoiling anything. Sure. We wait. We I mean, wait. We're, we're at the end of the f- a first deal. Act, I a deal. <laughs> this guy is hungry AF for deals. <laughs> He loves a bargain. Now, when I place an order, you have 30 days to give me that body. Or it's your head. And I'm like, this is a terrible deal. Yeah. Can I talk about bad deals? It's like, hey, I need you to become a murderer. And if you don't, I kill you like I was going to anyway. Yeah. Like, doesn't the Reaper need a little bit more? And Um, it's only three? Couldn't he just go uh, answer the, these well, questions? Well, I mean, three. To, he he does get um more victims than he than he ordered. Yes, but they don't count. They don't yeah. count. Those, those are just uh, b- b- I, I, you know what? I would really like to see the uh, the language of this contract. Yeah, this is a spit shake in in a room with the skull hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if the spit goes right through my skeleton hand. It's just so small and bony. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, Could you jerk uh, me off before? I, go? <laughs> I don't. 
like touching my boner with these bones. <laughs> they hurt my wiener. <laughs> my thingy doesn't feel good when I touch it. Well, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> nah, Billie Eilish is the bad guy. <laughs> now, that's an act. Yell. Oh, it's an act break. That's an act. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, wait, hold on. What? Rebel Yell is Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy Eilish. I was just making a joke. I like her. Being silly. Are you being silly I'm just over being there? A, Are you a real silly Billy? I'm just a silly Billy sexy baby. <laughs> <laughs> sexy baby, what are you doing here? I'm just staying up late to watch pictures of boobs. Se- sexy baby, it is way past your bedtime. I want to see where the milk comes from. <laughs> you see where the milk comes from every time you nurse. Oh, you're right. I'm so silly and <laughs> sexy. Look at my dumper. <laughs> God, why are you putting your dirty diaper in my face? <laughs> God, this is terrible. What? No? I don't know. I don't even know where to take it. It's just going to go. We're, I'm, we're, we're people's parents now, man. <laughs> we, <laughs> nope. Sorry. You started this. Keep it going. <laughs> I pooped. <laughs> we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. I think femininity and sexuality go hand in hand. It used to be thought that women lose interest in sex after menopause, but now we know that just isn't true. Obviously, both you and your partner are different than you were 30 years ago, but if you can accept the inevitable physical and other changes, You can keep romance in your life. I believe it's important for a woman to try and maintain a certain sense of mystery about herself. And I think that can continue to any age. It's so easy to give up or to get lazy. It's worth it to continue to present yourself as a woman of loveliness and dignity. A woman who feels good and knows she's looking her best. She'll continue to attract attention as a feminine sexual person. Wow. Um, Just I mean, because your blossom is no longer on the vine doesn't mean you can't keep that thing fresh. A woman of 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years is still a sexual being. When the fruit falls from the tree... The animals still will eat it off the ground. <laughs> but give it a shine. Spit on it. Tickle it a little. You know, just because it's ripe doesn't mean it's not good. <laughs> Sometimes the most succulent juices come from the oldest. <laughs> Have you ever dug a nectarine out of the garbage behind the EP? <laughs> You'll find it's the most delectable fruit you've ever eaten. Prunes? Delicious. You know they were once a plum, right? So come fuck my prunes. Just lay into my prune 
and enjoy for yourself. I like to pretend. <laughs> I like to pretend that my body is inside of a box that only I can see inside of. But that's mainly because I dress in drapes. The box is an old refrigerator box that's been in an alley and has grease on it. <laughs> that a hobo marked bathroom. I'm off. Just because I'm a hobo's dumper doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that I'm not a lady. <laughs> what perfume are we advertising again? <laughs> Cut. Oh, wait, wait. <coughs> now, um, faithful listener, uh, Stephen Bauer uh, tagged us on our Instagram. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Great find. D- tea from the dark side. And um, he, he wanted us to talk about this. And if you've not seen this, I don't know what you could look for to find it. I guess Angela Lansbury, Angela Lansbury rubbing sexy out in tub. tub. I, that is almost exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yes, it was. But it is, we all have group think. But it is obvious, obviously from a mature sexuality tape mm-hmm. that she did. And this particular portion of it that we just played... Is her in a bubble bath? Bubble bath. Bubble bath. Just caressing every moment of her body, as as if every flap, every fold, as if it were a Stradivarius. Yeah. And you know what? Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Awesome. I'm all for it. But it does catch you a little off guard. The last thing I expected to see was Jessica Fletcher in a tub. With her legs up in the air. Yeah. She is just the It's going covered for it. in bubbles, but you know something is going, going on, on underneath. Down, yeah. Yeah. You know she's not getting out of that tub until she fucks every one of those candles. I mean, it looks like Cthulhu is about to rise out of the water. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it's everything is terrible. Uh, it has it, and I, I would imagine that I could find out what it is. But if you just put in Angela Lansbury hot tub in the, in YouTube, you can find it. It's not a hard find. Yeah, um, but it is hard when you find it. Boing. Just, Boing. just realize that Google's algorithm is going to change everything in your feed for yeah. the rest of your life. Why am I getting all these catheter commercials? <laughs> Maybe I do need a walk-in tub. <laughs> Angela Lansbury, we love you. We love what you've done for we your generation. We love your pussy. <laughs> Can I just say that I love her pussy? I love that she's keeping it clean and she's keeping it tight. Mm-hmm. Hey, put some olive oil on that thing. <laughs> does that work? Does that help? I don't know. Is that a say it does. Let's say what do you guys use to keep it clean and tight? You know what? <laughs> a little WD-40 never hurt anybody. <laughs> because... I like to get it in tight, please. Mine <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen overcooked cannelloni? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
give me five more. (laughs) 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 All right. And we're back. (sighs) Act two begins with cards with Barb. They're just sitting there playing a little game of gin rummy, I believe. Have you guys ever played gin rummy? Yeah. I've never played. I don't know how to play. I assume I can't learn until I'm like 70. Well, I used to play with my grandma. Oh, okay. What's the one with the pegs and the little wooden plank that you move the pegs around? Uh, uh, Canasta? uh, Cribbage? Cribbage. Cribbage. I played cribbage for the first time like two years ago. Mm. And the guy explained the rules to me and I played it for a night. And now I could not tell you how you do it at all. Is is euchre really just a Michigan thing? It's a very no, Midwest. It's, um, okay. it's also upstate New York and, okay. and like Pennsylvania. And okay. Stuff. It's just, do they just play hearts everywhere else? I, I, I don't. I Matt, don't why don't you? I need you to know <laughs> these things. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. I'm just a sexy baby who wants to play cards. <laughs> What's a card? Well, in walks Jack. Jack. Jack Skeleton. Jack. Jack Skeleton Hand. <laughs> skeleton Hand? This is Halloween. I am a skeleton. I have a skelly hand. My sweet little skelly hand. I can't hold a full size bottle. How am I going to feed myself? Oh no. The fork fell down again. Oh, I sure am having a hard time bringing him around all this death. <laughs> With these tiny hands. I tried to strangle a guy. It took me four hours. I'm behind my quota. Oh, woe is me. You got 30 days, bub, and not Barbara. Ain't her time yet, but choose somebody else because it's instantly their time once yeah, you choose them. Yeah, that did not make sense. I, I thought he I, was going to, I thought death was going to tell him who he needed needed to kill. Yeah, I th- I thought that that was part of the bargain is yeah. like I point him out, you have 30 days to do it. Um and that's when he was like, "No, you got you got to do it yourself, bud." Yeah. Yeah, th- this part of the bargain is real loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why couldn't he kill Barb? Uh, he he could. I guess he could kill anybody he wanted to. He just didn't want He likes Barb. To- he By likes- the way, Sheila, the character's name, is also Barbara Billingsley, and we will yep. be calling her Barb, Barb for the rest of the year. Or Mrs. Cleaver or a, or a variety of Barb Wire. Oh, <laughs> what a movie. What a film. Ugh. Give me five Maybe reasons you, guys- you like it. <laughs> uh, titties. Uh, Udo Kier. Uh, action. Tattoos of Barb Wire. Uh, what if that's the main reason you watched it? It's because you love barbed wire tattoos. They're playing. Car- Is this when he's reading the paper? No, they were. They were playing cards, and uh, that's when um, Doctor Death shows yeah. up. Okay, and says, walks behind. Well, and and um, he he starts to freak he out, and then and then she's like, "What's what's yeah. wrong?" And he. Doesn't really answer. Death is like, shh. Yeah, it puts a bony finger up to his yeah. mouth. Please don't say that you see death because that'll make you look cuckoo go nuts. Yeah. Also, don't say that I have teeny tiny hands. <laughs> if anybody asks, my hands are so big. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, I'm going to drink this hot chocolate. Oh, I'm spilling it all over myself. <laughs> Mm, I guess I can pick up these tiny marshmallows. 
<laughs> I roast them on my fingies. Because <laughs> they're skeletons. <laughs> anyway, see you in sadness. Bye. Bye. The, that conversation happens in his room. Uh, well, yeah, he, he goes back. Uh, he says, like, I, um, I'm going to go lie down. And he goes back to his room. <clears throat> and that's when we find out the rules that uh, it can't just be because he says, you know, hey, hey, dude, 30 days is almost up. You got oh, yeah. to get like, I'm me. looking for a hit. You know, it's, you got to get me a body. And he says, find a hit man yeah. in the phone book. Yeah. He says that he's had trouble finding it. And he's like, no, 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 dude, you don't understand. You got to kill him yourself. Got to be by your own hand. Yeah. You got to be the Grim Reaper in this instance, dude. Um, And then it cuts to like the rec room. Well, I just wanted to say that the Grim Reaper leaves out of the bathroom. <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah. He's just like, well, all right. See ya. And he fades Flush. back into the bathroom. Now, if you don't mind, I have to take a dookie doo doo dum. <laughs> The deuce of doom. Here it go. Don't come in here. Let the <laughs> fog be your warning. It's all sulfur. It always smells like death when I'm done. <laughs> Dookie doo doo dog. <laughs> yep. I knew that would get you. Uh, well, now they're back in the rec room. And Barbara Billingsley takes the paper that uh, Mr. Ross is reading because she wants to read. Can we talk about the voiceovers in this episode? Oh, God. You mean soft-boiled eggs and applesauce? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the announcement might as well well have started. Today in lower GI distress, (laughs) we're serving soft-boiled eggs with apples. Later on, we'll have bran flakes covered in prunes. <laughs> Let your lower GI have a weekend. Well, this was also for people who couldn't chew, so it wasn't it wasn't just lower GI. It was like whatever the first malady stuff. you're feeling today, be soothed by smooth foods. <laughs> Tomorrow, pudding. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? A funnel. <laughs> Shoving <laughs> tepid food down your ample gullet. Monday, we're serving macaroni and cheese that's been boiled beyond <laughs> recognition. Please enjoy our macaroni and cheese mush, followed <laughs> followed by what can only be called hot dogs. <laughs> Have you guys ever had to subsist on um, on like non-chewing food? Besides when you were a baby, like as an adult, have you had? Uh, yes, yes. After I had, uh, uh, I, I had some surgery and was on some very, some very smooth, bland food for a while. Yeah, I had to have jaw surgery, and I, I thought like no big deal, smoothies and pudding. No, <laughs> not, not a fun time. I did a juice cleanse for fifteen days. Oh my god, what were you <laughs> thinking? Wanted to drop forty pounds, and I successfully shitting. Did. Yes, I successfully did. You read that book, shit yourself thin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great diet book. You buy IP freely. Yeah. <laughs> Give you five more name writers. Sure. Um, Dumps McAllister. One. Uh, <laughs> shoots Magoo. Two. Um. 
I rub Berkowitz three on Sam Snyder. The Turd Brothers. <laughs> Five. Yay. Was was Shoots Magoo really the best name? Yes. That I could come up with in that moment. Those were all real authors, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Shoots Magoo. Yeah. How did Juice cleanse? Stay he up. also write. He also wrote. <laughs> no, his book was "Stay Hydrated: The Diarrhea Diet <laughs> and How to Seduce at Pool." <laughs> Nothing makes a broad hot of when you're knocking balls around with a stick. So if you can keep the coos off the table, you can save it for the bedroom. It's in the way that you use it. That was just. It's <laughs> a footnote in each page. It's just the theme from the color of money. Please play minute one thirty one through minute one thirty five. It's in the way that you use it. Pool. Not just for pussies. Hey, did you think pool isn't a sexual sport? Wrong. Think again. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you were thinking it was a sexual sport. And in which case, right. <laughs> pool, as or, or as the Greeks called it, fuck game. <laughs> was invented by Eros, the god of love. Did you know it used to be six nubile men with exposed buttholes? <laughs> Standing around a table where a concubine in the center who would wiggle around by the prodding of a man. Her name was Eight Ball. <laughs> and she did it all, baby. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Please play minutes 135. It's in the way that you use. 140. What is happening? We have a really great outtake oh, reel. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, soft-boiled eggs and apples sounds like a, a meal to punish friends and family. Yeah. A meal to say goodbye to. Before you shuffle off this mortal coil. <laughs> Treat yourself to soft-boiled eggs and apples. Oh, no, you'll just die. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, you've stopped eating yourself to death. Yeah, we more can for us. More for us. More for us. And also, later this evening, enjoy a dinner of ham puree. <laughs> Nothing says, please get this out of my mouth. Then like ham, ham puree. puree. <laughs> From the Hormel Company, maker of the Frankenstuff. <laughs> oh, God. I just can't believe how many big beef sandwiches. So, all of a sudden, Barbara Billingsley grabs the paper out of my man's hands and is like, have you read Murray's column this week? Like, bitch, he was still reading that paper. She's like, are oh, you done totally with this? Was. He, was, he was still reading. Three-point program puts the bite on fleas. <laughs> that was the other That was headline. the dog news. That was the, that was the other headline on that paper. Um, what was, was that a newspaper like? just for the elderly? I mean, I know all newspapers are just, just for, the for the elderly, elderly now. Yeah. Um, but there was there were two articles on that page. One was Murray P. Murray, 
flag burners should be deported. Was his name really Murray P. Murray? Yes. That's fantastic. It is. Uh, this was why I asked you guys to pay attention during this. I, I, I'm too ADD, man. I got to be looking somewhere else. Pew! <laughs> Um, but no, I I made sure when we were watching it to be like, hey, Matt, watch this part. I remember that. And then I just looked at you and then I looked at Matt for a while to be like, oh, what's he supposed to be watching? I better watch Matt to make sure he's watching it. All of a sudden, my man, Mr. Ross, is like, oh, shit, I could kill somebody. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, so he Murray's start- article is like, flag burners should be deported. And Mr. Ross is like, I love a good flag burner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so he starts talking about how that, that Murray's a real jerk. Who is he to tell other people how to live, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, um, that gives me an idea. Oh, and then he sees yeah. a, another elderly woman licking, licking an envelope. And then you see the little light bulb go on over his head. Um, and so at this point, we can kind of see the TV in the background. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they were watching Halloween. Mm-hmm. I saw Michael Myers at one point. Um I'm not sure which Halloween it was. It could have one of honestly. One, it could two? have been season of the witch, and it's just the part where you see him on the TV screen in the bar. Oh my god! It could have been. That would have been a real mind fuck. It would have. At this point, Mr. Ross is like, "I have an idea, and it involves poison, but I don't know where to get poison." I, I do want to go back one one second. So the reason why he gets the idea to kill Murray, aside from that he hates him, um, is that. Oh, he answers any question. Yeah, that he answers all fan mail himself. He takes on all comers. <laughs> yes. And then then he's like, ah, bigger, bigger light bulb over my head. Yes. I'm going to kill Murray because I'm going to send him an envelope with poison on it. Yeah, he. what he literally says, and this is not a joke, is, what have I got to lose? Boop, boop, pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a joke at all. He literally goes, boop, boop, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> That's right. And he, he also does that later. He does it every time he has an idea to kill somebody. This guy is really easy to tell. Yeah. The, <laughs> if at any point he's talking to you and he goes, boop, boop, boop bop, 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 get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Murder him. Yeah, yeah, just, just kind of. Lightly push him over. What goes up? All right. Murray is going to die by poison. Yes. So that is when it cuts to night. And you see that uh, that Ross, yeah, <laughs> um, is going th- somehow for some He's reason in the supply room. They keep the supply room unlocked. Pills everywhere. Pills everywhere. And then in the middle of all the pills, a jar of poison. How do we know it's poison? Because it, it says, says poison. poison on it. So he clearly marked poison. poison. All good medicine cabinets have a bottle of poison, poison in the same bottle as the rest of the medicine. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's clearly labeled, it's not like it's going to be mistaken for anything else. And remember, you want to keep it in there because it's just as important to have your poison with the medicine because you use it just as often for so many reasons. Poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then poisoning, right? Poisoning other things or people being poisonous. I think you got something there. Poisson. <laughs> Poison. Um, he then writes a letter to Murray, mm-hmm. seals it with a poison. Well, he he puts a self-addressed envelope in here so that Murray could send him back. His response. A, a letter. Because which, Murray always responds. Yeah, which I thought was just giving the police everything they needed. Yep. But whatever, we'll get to that in just a second. So he uh, he licks it, puts it in the outgoing mail I basket, I guess. He's basically giving them his address and DNA. Yeah. So the next morning he wakes up, walks out. He's walking around. He's no longer in his in his wheelchair. He walks out footloose. with a cane and possibly ready to go cabareting. Yeah. <laughs> footloose, fancy free. Yep. He's about to sing with the Red Garter Band. He's <laughs> he is doing great. He's like, I don't know. I just woke up like this. I feel yeah. wonderful. I feel, I feel great. Uh, and, uh, did you hear the news? Murray's assistant died. Well, so uh, he asks um, he asks Miss Cleaver if she wants to go get breakfast, and she says, "Only if you're buying, uh, I'll go get us a table." She leaves, and that's when the nurse says, "Huh, real shame about that Murray, huh?" And he's like, "Oh, what happened?" Um, with the worst goddamn poker face I have ever seen, and he he does say that in the presence of others later i just want to spoil that but so uh he's like oh uh, uh what happened and she says oh yeah his uh his assistant died of poisoning the cops have no leads <laughs> except for that self addressed envelope and with the, poison on it and the dna that pesky dna oh, man how would they ever find it except for if that person left their address on the poisoned envelope? And then uh, she's just like, and she was getting married, all this stuff. So much to live for. Well, you never know. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Mr. Ross looks shook. And that's when my man Death appears. And he gives, gives him, him the thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> I just wrote thumbs up, reap. <laughs> It doesn't mean that I'm just giving you a little thumbs up. It'd be a big one, but my thumb is too small. And with that, it's an act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Bye. Tomorrow on Hard Copy, what America really thinks of fat people. Ugly, lazy, stupid, out of control. And when it comes to getting a job, if you think size doesn't matter, Think again. See what happens when a hard copy producer goes looking for work in disguise as a 300-pound woman. It's a hidden camera special report. Fat undercover. Tomorrow on Hard Copy. <laughs> hard copy really, really. Yeah. As Stephen Bauer puts. and a current affair. Oh, hard yeah. copy and a current affair. Ooh. Stephen Bowers said, wow, hard copy really pushing those boundaries. Jesus. <laughs> uh, thank you, Stephen, for uh, the commercials this week. If yeah, you 
have a commercial that you're interested in us doing. Or a sponsor you'd like us to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just send it to any of our various social media outlets. Instagram works all at T from the dark side at uh, Facebook and Instagram or T from the dark side at gmail.com. TFTDS pod on the on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, we'd be happy to review and talk about those sponsors. But this, uh, this one's is just hard hitting. Yeah. And hitting way too close to home. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Um, we now have our three. Our three of this <laughs> extravaganza. Uh, and so it opens on uh, Ross washing his face in, in the sink. He's washing his, his face. face in my sink. He washed his face in my sink? In my sink. Sink? <laughs> oh, it's not every podcast that gives you an obscure 90s <laughs> Canadian rap duo, <laughs> Dream Warriors, with their regional hit, Wash Your, your face, face in, in My sink. sink. Thanks for picking it up, Matt. Oh, oh, of please. Course. I was catching that before the ball right. was thrown. Yeah. Matt was there. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I yeah. set you guys up for that. Uh, so I'll be real honest, I stopped taking notes when Dr. Morton shows up at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I come in. <laughs> yeah, you t- you say what is happening and then I'll remember what it is. Yes. Um so when while he's watching <laughs> while he's <laughs> go ahead Maddie. while he's washing his face uh it turns to blood yes and he starts splashing blood on his face and then like kind of takes a step back from the mirror and says oh no what hath god wrought or whoa i was going to go with whoa but or hey uh, who, who, what happened <laughs> oh the what happened what happened why blood my hands? What did I do? And now he is literal blood on, on his, his hands. hands. Yeah, and uh, his and, face in my sink. And we see uh, the like Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper behind him, and not just like the Doctor Grim Reaper. And uh, the Grim Reaper is like Deuce. <laughs> yeah, I want number two. I want number baby. two, and it. not just poop. Um, we failed to mention the the old woman. That we saw at the beginning of this episode, celebrating her 103rd. Mrs. Endicott. Yes. She keeps getting strutted around this old folks home. Paraded like a peacock in a... uh, Five more. (laughs) (laughs) What's the... Sunset Boulevard. What's her name? Gloria... Blanched... No. Gloria Swanson. Gloria Swanson. Oh, yeah, she's got that turban on like Gloria Swanson. Eh, I thought she kind of looked like uh, Catherine Hellmond in uh, Brazil, too. Yeah. Picture me in the... That's not Catherine Hellman in that, but... Anyway. You wash your face in my sink. In my sink. You wash your face in my sink. In my sink. You wash your face in my sink. You wash your face in my sink. Simplicity. Whistling with the city makes a mile. Oh, only the fucking 90s, bro. God. It was so good. Oh, little this, little fishbone. Oh. We got stew going. And then my definition of a boombastic jest. My definition is this. Um. Well, now he has to kill somebody else. 
Yeah, and so he's very apprehensive. He doesn't want to kill the wrong person again mm-hmm. because he he feels bad about poisoning that poor girl who had her entire life before her. She was just about to be married, you guys. I don't know if we mentioned that in the last act. But there is also something happens that's called the more I murder, the more that I become Red Skelton. Because <laughs> he is dressing like a dandy fop. He is. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is wearing silk robes, velour coats, the like a, a smoking jacket. By the end of the the episode, wing tipped shoes. Uh, so he's Zap Brannigan. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, so. Right before uh, the the reap leaves, he scratches him in the face with, with his the with the scythe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I just wanted to point out how big the hourglass was. Yeah, that's got to be awkward to carry. I'm it thinking does. it's it got to really be so does. awkward, especially with these little, little hands. skeleton hands. Yeah. Maybe they give him the little skeleton hands because they could only find a normal size. <laughs> <laughs> Hourglass. That's actually the hourglass from a game of Boggle. (laughs) It's just forced perspective. Yeah. Well. So now we're back in the day room. Yeah. Day room. Ah. And he's talking to Barbara Billingsley. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what is going on in the background? The background. The background. Vienna calling. I felt like Falco there in the background. Um, all of a sudden we hear a scream and like a blood curdling scream, ish, because the nurse is allergic to bees and there's a and bee in- and wasps and wasps, which we know because Barbara Billingsley helpfully explains oh, she's allergic, allergic to, to bees, bees and, and wasps. Wa- yeah, and so she runs over with a newspaper. And I love how the nurse immediately grabs the elderly woman, puts it in front of her, and and uses her as a shield against this bee. Bee bit bottom. Now, now my, my bottom, bottom is big. big. This gives our boy. Mm. Yeah, this is another point where he goes boop boop. Yeah. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> In front of everybody. Someone's so, going to figure this out at some point, dude. He figured out this will be a way that he can kill the nurse, this nurse, yes. or orderly, or whatever she is. Um, but she's been nice to him up to she this has. point. She has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's he's he doesn't want to accidentally kill someone nice, but he's already killing this nice this person. This, so yeah. she brings him cake. My God. So we now enter the weirdest Tom and Jerry mousetrap <laughs> contraption I have ever oh, seen. Oh in my god! My this this bee trap do, do, made do, do, me do, do, laugh. Do, 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 Modern do, do, industry. Do, 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 do. It's a it's a <laughs> shot. <laughs> no, it wasn't torque. It's a shot glass with a nectar bulb. I I don't Soft let's Food not, let's, Wednesdays featuring prunes, applesauce, and nectar, sweet nectar. Buzz buzz. Buzz buzz, bees bees. If you wanna put a bee in your bonnet, literally, then we've got the thing for you. Hey, you worry about going in anaphylaxis, but you want to because it's the end. Come get your nectar, buzz buzz. You put it put it right near vital organs. 
and then <laughs> shake yourself like a crazy person. You do the hokey pokey and you <laughs> turn yourself into a grave because it's death time, demo. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz, doom, doom. Hey, you ever wanted to be honey? Well, you could be now, B, if you let the bee sing you and then you give your sweet nectar. Hey, have an EpiPen? Give it to me and then put on this nectar necklace. <laughs> but shh, it's our secret. <laughs> Shuffle off this mortal coil in style by wearing nectar, 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 nectar. You'll you're you'll be wearing so much nectar, your friends will call you Hector the Nectar. Unless your name is already Hector, and then it's just something you've probably been dealing with for a while. <laughs> Tonight in the cafeteria, we're watching Why are we the Dead. <laughs> uh, so that is that is a very good point, Jen. That. On the TV, in the background, they are watching Dawn of the Dead. I I think that that is... Nice touch. I, th- I think it's a nice touch, but I also think it's a bit much for retirement. <laughs> Look, they got to get used it to that. It was the morning. Yeah, I want to point that's that fair. out. <laughs> we all know it's an evening movie. <laughs> Start your day off right with Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> My question here is... Um, he has one yellow jacket in a glass. Yes. What does he do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does he put uh, it in the cake? the cake? I was so the, was the cake wrapped? Did she have to pick the cake up? Was the bee like the cake was unwrapped? So, much... so was the the bee in the frosting? I but was then, well, so I was wondering Mr. that too. Because did he like separate the frosting from the cake? Put the hornet under the frosting, knowing that this would not be enough to crush the hornet. So that when she took a bite, the hornet would immediately be like, sting, sting, sting. Guys, I think we're missing the obvious here. This Mr. Ross, we find out, is a millionaire. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he's a millionaire because he is a professional hornet milker. (laughs) (laughs) He milks that hornet of all the juice it's got and then... Puts a thin layer of it on the cake. cake. Oh, and that's what causes it. Okay. Okay. I am I'm s- glad that you pointed this out. All right. I, I, I was can, just going to keep I'll going over Fine. B scenarios. Yeah. Truth be told, yeah, this part made no sense. He has a cake that now has hornet. Like, if she ate Say the- hornet cum. I want you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me this cake has the ejaculate of a hornet on it? <laughs> Well, I never, sir. Never. I'm only eating half a piece now. <laughs> this is my son, H.W. <laughs> I drink it up. I drink, I drink your hornet cum. <laughs> you have a hornet cum, and I have a straw. And I reach across the divide. And then we find out, we find out later that uh, so the nurse is killed because Barbara Billingsley gets a phone call that will, yes. we can talk about the situation around it later, but she gets, she does get killed in a car accident, accident where she kills a mother and two, and children. two children. Everyone dies. So was the nurse eating the hornet cake in the car? I think so. Or did the hornet just sneak out from under the cake? Was it hiding under the frosting yeah, like a little blanket? Pl- did she t- did she take – well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was saying earlier. It was like did he like use a knife to separate the frosting right, from right. the cake, put the hornet underneath it? Knowing that it would take a hornet about 
20, 20 30 minutes yeah. to work its way, its way out, out from cake and she would be in a car by then uh, yeah i i'm i'm I want also it. that looked like a piece of carrot cake or something and that's yeah. a tough look i will that be totally a- honest i have eaten cake in the car probably more than once in my life because I was on hard copy, okay? <laughs> but, but still, carrot cake, eating loose carrot cake by the handful in the car, maybe she was clinically depressed or something because that's a hard maybe thing to do. Maybe the bee is sweet relief. <laughs> <laughs> she just happened to kill herself. She's like, oh, bee, fine. Fine. This is how I go. I'm already eating car cake. <laughs> Can't get much lower than this. <laughs> Oh, cool. This is covered in hornet cum. <laughs> I know that because I'm allergic. <laughs> Family murdered. Um, again, Mr. Ross did not count on that. No. No, no. So the, the way that we find out is because <laughs> he's watching TV. Um, and so he's watching TV in his room, right? Yeah, and Barbara Billingsley comes to visit, and he proposes. Yeah, they didn't they didn't make it exactly clear where they were. We just see him watching TV. Yeah, in a but looking very dapper, yeah. and he is explaining, "Look, I am a very wealthy man. man. You don't have to work anymore. Uh, I want to take care of you. Marry me." And he's and she's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm your Last nurse, nurse syndrome, yeah, and, this and, is... and this and that." And she explains what that is. He's like, but really, no, I really love you. And then she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, ring, ring. And yeah, and that's when they get the phone call. um, And that is when we get to see Barbara Billingsley cry and... Yeah. I was sad. I was sad, too. I mean, it was a sad thing. Yeah, I was sad because Barbara Billingsley was sad. Yes. That's what acting will do. Yeah, she's good. Bum, ba, 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 ba. Am I sick? It is now the next day. Are you going to kill us? <laughs> Wait a minute. I did not say boop, boop in front of it. No. <sighs> boop, boop. You, you sounded disappointed. No, I just, I got to finish some bee cake in the car. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. But I, anybody anybody <laughs> smell Hortica? <laughs> very distinct it is now the next day yes um barbara billingsley is going to go to the funeral seeing if mr ross wants to go he is not he is like oh he is dressed as hugh hefner he's like no i'm gonna go to the grotto later (laughs) and pork some honeys i'll see you later no time for death dr Dr. jones So um, at this point, she accepts the proposal mm-hmm. and says, but I can't just leave this place. We need to, like, you know, get someone to replace me or whatever. Um, he is super excited. He says he'll walk out with her. They are walking out arm in arm. And she says, oh, uh, this is Dr. Morton from the county or whatever. And it's uh, the Reaper. Yeah, we're riding together. And uh, I... <laughs> This is when she's like, I got to go to the ladies' room. I got to take a dump. Yeah, I you guys talk about his weird dump. skeleton hand. Yeah, so that's when he's like, no, you can't, you can't take her. Like, the, sorry, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll sorry, do whatever. It's her time. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get you another body. Yeah, until midnight. Yeah, you have until midnight. Um, so 
that is when they wheel uh what was her name Endicott Mrs. Yes. Endicott past so he sneaks in around 11 11:30 and into welcome her to room. Dutch Angle the murder <laughs> <laughs> uh so then we see him walk in grab a pillow and walk up to what are obviously a bunch of pillows under a sheet he pulls them back and she bum rushes him and stabs him in the butt with a butt needle. Thigh? Yeah, yeah, some, some, yeah, somewhere. She stabs him somewhere in the needle. Like a shitty or, little gremlin. <laughs> stabs him in the needle. needle. She stabs yeah. him in the needle. Um, I love this because late, it, it, I, there's many things to love about this scene, Matt. So I want to know what yours is. So she comes up with a syringe, jams him, hits it. And I'm like, poison? Yeah, yeah poison. Easy. No problem. Poison. But then Death shows up and says, uh, because he flicks the glasses off of old Miss Endicott, and she has green 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 eyes. eyes. But like glowing Glowing evil green, green. not like... Not just contact. Not like Irish green. Yeah. (laughs) Right. She definitely hasn't had too many green beers on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's a star. Anyway... That was the worst joke of the night. <laughs> yeah, no. Keep going. Finally, it wasn't me. <laughs> Say it. What? Five more. Oh, five, five more. more. Sorry. Five. I forgot. Um, so she has green eyes and he's like, oh, no. And death shows up and he's like, I told you I make deals on occasion. And uh, you can't fight a bubble. Yes. So y- you mean to tell me that Miss Endicott. In her thrusting stab, hit an artery, put air in the artery? No. Yeah. Well, okay, so she has been doing this for a really long time. They kind of establish how do you, you know, how do you think she made it to 103? <laughs> but, okay, so here, maybe this should be at the writer's room. Well, no, he just dies. And then there's, yeah, laughter, he, right? he and falls over and then, um, the light changes and we see the Grim Reaper coming for him. Yeah. And that is the episode. So, writer's room. He, every time he killed someone, he got ostensibly younger or he healthier or something. Yeah. He got like a power. So, why was Miss Endicott still very old in appearance? Well, so it's possible that she's a lot older than 103. Okay. And, I mean, she once maybe that's just what she's doing to throw people off mm, okay because once the glasses come off she does start laughing like vincent price yeah in thriller true I, I really liked the episode i did too yeah i liked the episode and i knew that this turn was coming because they kept showing Miss yes. endicott yeah she was the gun in the first act so yeah it just it, made sense it totally followed i had no problem with that but then it's the reveal. It's basically the last 40 seconds. They just didn't stick the landing in my book. Because of the air? Because of the way he was killed? You didn't like the air bubble? I didn't like the air bubble. I feel like it gets used like that a lot. Like air bubble. There was a, in, uh, I feel like it's been in more than one thing that there's never, you have to hit a certain point too. It's like if you inject air, air. anywhere in your yeah. body, it will kill you. Right. Which makes me go is that true no i don't think so i don't, I don't think, think so either that. or else i'd be dead 
Because, guys, I have a real hardcore air problem. <laughs> Man, no. Well, I mean, like, then explain piercings. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I was, uh, and. Did it take you out of it? Her glowing green eyes were a big what like they didn't have any time to explain, to explain I, it and i mean they, maybe they go into it in the robert block story maybe there was like an extra five minutes on the cutting room floor that explained everything and it was like well we can't take the green eyes out now we already paid for them yeah true it felt so rushed yeah it did feel really rushed where it goes from just a simple murder tale to oh here's fucking I would have rather she said, I make the deals around here. I would rather they had her talk instead of death himself. Yeah. And been like, and I mean, death can show up at the end and be like, you weren't the only one I made a deal with. He could be like, it's a living. <laughs> or, or it could have been like, wouldn't yeah. that have been the needle though? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it could have been like, she had been there you know like she knows death's game she's the only one who's beaten death mm-hmm. she you know like so far yeah so far in the like i would have loved three more minutes and a bit of cat and mouse rather than i could I, i'm good i'm good up until he finishes pulling the curtain off of the bed. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I agree that they... I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I, I agree that they could have stuck the landing better. And that... It does feel really rushed. But it did not take me out as much as it took you out. Yeah. <laughs> It's not bad. It is not bad. I've seen so much worse. Yeah, I liked this. I, I liked this episode a lot. I thought it was really good. I would not say it is a must-watch. I would say recommended. No, it's recommended. Yeah. I would definitely say recommended. I would also say that um, if you... you imagine Angela Lansbury in a bubble bath, <laughs> <during her. laughs> you're going to love it even more. You're no, going to want to wash your face in my sink sink. Sink? 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 In my... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just tighten up the end a little bit and I, I would have given it yeah, a the, must watch. The, the, mm-hmm. the rest of the episode, I think, was paced well. It was acted well. Yeah. It's just the ending was kind of a little out of left field. Or even if Barbara Billingsley showed up and kills him and is like, yeah. Yeah, the, maybe it would have made a little more sense. The part I liked it being that, like, you knew she was the 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 old woman was going had to play into it somehow. There was a reason that she had yeah. made it to one hundred and three, so that that didn't bother me. Yeah, I guess I, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm truly I'm splitting hairs at this point. I'm truly so, nitpicking. Yeah. Jen, please give us a scale. Uh, sure. Scale of one to ten, uh, clearly labeled bottles of poison. How many would you give this episode? Eight. Give it seven and a half. Uh, I would also give it eight. I really enjoyed I liked it. it. I, I liked it a lot. Fun story. Monsters, at this point, way better than I remembered. Yep. Um, I thought uh, Tales from the Dark Side was the stronger one. And uh, at this point, 
Now we have another season to and a half. Yeah. Yeah, season to and a half. Shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at this point, Monsters coming out swinging. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say thank you to everybody who answered our survey question of what's your favorite part of the show. Us joking around or us talking about the show. Uh, it was a re- 11 votes in and we're at nine us joking around and two us talking about the show, which is a relief. Thank God. Uh, because not for me. <laughs> um, because boy, oh boy, we love joking around. So thank you, Bob and Michael and Marissa and Josh and Sean and Amanda. Uh, for writing us um, something in the comments there. Uh, We responded to you all. I responded to you personally. I just appreciate the honest feedback. Um, Like I said, uh, we're going to be asking a few more questions, probably a question a week for a little while, just to learn a little bit more about you. Is it going to get personal? You know, it could get a little personal. Like this week or last week, I might ask like, how they found the show. Ooh. Oh, man. That is personal. Because however they found the show, we want to do more of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do the thing that's good. Don't do the thing that's not good. Right. <laughs> that's how we make this part-time... Podcast grow. <laughs> this part-time deal a full-time deal. I would love to talk about the show all day long. <laughs> that is... A bold-faced lie. <laughs> I would like to talk to you guys all day long. That is the truth. That is the truth. Uh, we love you so much. Thank you so much for responding to us and uh, sticking around on this crazy little show that could. Um, we can be found on Spotify. Uh, we are also at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram. TFTDS Pod on Twitter. T from the Dark Side at gmail.com if that is what you're into. Am I forgetting anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Ink Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.